Legend Factory Pod. All right, boys. Pod seven. Welcome. Bosley, thank you for having us. Cheese, Joshy. Gentlemen. We've got a special guest today. We do. We do. We do. Joshy, you want to uh, introduce a special guy? Yeah, the recently married uh, Samuel Jenke. Welcome, yeah. mate. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Welcome. It's, uh, uh, it's an honour to be here. So he's been, hu- he's been hustling us for weeks to be on. So <laughs> we finally got him the call up. Rumours are he's pretty flat that he was the uh, last yeah. P&M to uh, get the call up. But it's 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 like the you know, back in school where they used to pick uh, people out of a line and it's the last bloke that, you know, doesn't get picked. M- oh, poor Jenko. <laughs> I've got PTSD. I was always the last one picked in high school. So. <laughs> the old lunchtime football grad. <laughs> Bad memories. Didn't have anything to do with those pins of yours, <laughs> mate. They took one look at them and thought, mm, not so athletic. Can't, can't kick oh, too far. I've been losing sleep. <laughs> oh, matchsticks, Enko. <laughs> but no, we're, we're very, very, very pleased to have you on, mate. It's, Thank you. Uh, Thanks, guys. Been a long time coming, hasn't it, Boz? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for, won't be the last time either. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into it. I think we're going to sort of roll straight into... AFL review. The boys have got a few likes and dislikes of uh, the last couple of weeks. Really, it's been a couple of weeks since the last pod. So, Josh, you want to get us started? Yeah, what are we? Uh, a couple we of liking? weeks. It's been a hiatus, hasn't it, yeah. the boys? So, had a bit of feedback. That, Negative you know, feedback. Yeah, the people weren't too happy that we didn't do a show last week. So, as I said, treat them mean, keep them keen. Okay. No? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to build a business like here, Chief. Yeah, yeah. So, so, hold on. Are we starting with the AFL or are we doing around the grounds? No, AFL review. Okay. Likes. Rightio. Likes, Sorry, didn't say, the, didn't say the run sheet. So, look, I'll defer to Cheese because I've got a bit to speak about later on. So, Cheese, if you want to start us off with your, with your <laughs> finest findings of the AFL for the week. Okay. Well, so my, my first like of the week is actually just a rounded player who I personally don't think gets enough credit. Uh, in the media circles. Don't get me wrong, he does get a bit of credit, but that's Caleb Daniel from the Bulldogs. Oh, helmet. He Love him. If he's not the best, he's definitely in the top three halfback flankers in the competition, in, in my eyes. He's just an absolute superstar. Disposal efficiency, through the roof. Never makes a bad decision either. Everything he does will always go to a, a Bulldogs player. Smart with the ball, smart when he doesn't have the ball. For someone that size, I can only imagine all the way through juniors, he was being like, no, nah, you're not tall enough, you're not tall enough, and obviously just gritted his teeth and said, no, nah, I've got this, I'm, I'm going to make it. And now that obviously he's significantly smaller than most players on the field, he's just smart. Like he can outmark taller players because he just knows where to position his body, knows how to play. He's a football player. Rather than an athlete, he's actually a He's all right. He's all right, too. He's, 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 he's an elite kick. I, I follow a, a Twitter page called Caleb Daniel Kicks, yeah. and it's every time he kicks a football, and it's like a laser. It's, it's the best page ever. <laughs> the, it's like it's like kicking porn, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the one of the what the one of the, the best kicks he does, and he probably does it at least five times a game. It's like an outside of the boot sort of check yeah, side, yeah. but oh, still a, awesome stuff. Yeah, a drop punt spin. It's absolutely mm. incredible, and it, and most people if they try to do that nowhere near the target. Every he, time on the chest. There was a lot of discussion about how good the bond was in uh, Q4 against the Blues last week. But they actually threw Caleb Daniel forward uh, to half forward in that game um, towards the back end of the game. And he was equally Im- as influential, if you ask me. Was awesome in the last quarter and set up a couple uh, of goals. Up forward. Yeah, up forward. Wow. He played on the half forward flank. So I'm not sure whether he went there to do a job on one of our half backers. Backers, maybe like a Adam Sard or something like that. But... He was really, really good. So yeah, he's he's a jet. Yeah, I just I'll, every time I watch him, I just yeah 
love him more and more. What about so any, any other likes, mate, or are you just going to roll with uh, Caleb this no, week? No, I think I'm just going to shower all my love on Caleb Jeez. Daniel this week and let, let you boys bring the other likes. Speaking of showering of love, did anyone see uh, the news today about Ben Cousins' return to the AFL, not AFL, but to football in general? <laughs> ten years, wasn't it? Yeah, ten years, a couple of jail trips. But does he look like he could still be playing? <laughs> he is ripped. Like, he's in such good nick. He's been doing some bicep kills. I spent a lot, of, yeah. lot, a lot of time in the jail gym, I think, mm. old Ben. Mm. I used to love good Ben Richmond growing scored. up. Absolutely <laughs> love <him>. Richmond? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, de- he definitely got the... Um, the membership numbers up through the roof for the Tigs when he yeah. signed in 08 or 09. I remember going to that first game, did his hammy, I think, in the second quarter. Yeah. Well, it was, Heartbreaking. I think it was the start of the bandwagon for you and a few of our other mates who never really supported Richmond and then Cousins got on board and you all bought a membership and went along together. Yeah, that might be true. <laughs> I know, yeah, that could be true. <laughs> <laughs> you lost to the Blues that first round that year, didn't you? Yeah. I think it's probably the last time that they <laughs> lost, lost to the Carlton. Still, still, holding on to that, yeah. still holding on to that memory. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the Blues, and look, I've been... Chatting to Cheese and Boz a little bit pre-show. I have a rather large statement to make. Here we go. Fireworks. Uh Because I am sick to death of Carlton being a mediocre team. And every Saturday (laughs) or Sunday thinking, we're a chance today. And and we've got Jenky in the studio who's also a beloved Carlton supporter. And we, uh, the texts go back and forth mid-game and, you know, they start (laughs) off a little bit positive and then they just quickly turn very negative. And (laughs) and I'm sick of the rebuild. I'm sick of the hope that the club continue to sell. Fucking David Teague can't be more fucking positive in the media, even though his team is going rubbish. And I've had it up to here. <laughs> so what so my big statement today is that if Carlton lose to Hawthorne this weekend, cheese will be blind. Be so I good. no longer go for the Blues, <laughs> oh. and I'm changing allegiances to the West Coast. West Coast, yeah, the Weagles. Wow, I don't mind that full time. You know what? I actually no longer a Carlton supporter. I've had enough of it. And if okay. we can't be, if we can't beat fucking Hawthorne this Te- week, team that just lost to a team who are going woefully, <laughs> who are in basically they're in reverse at the moment. Hawthorne, that's, that's music to my ears. So you can quote me on this, you can share it on the socials. But this weekend, if we can't beat Hawthorne, I think it's curtains. I what? thought I actually thought you were going to say if we can't beat Hawthorne this week, you're going to let Max go for Essendon. That's what Z- I thought you were going to say. Zero chance of that. Actually, <laughs> sorry, Is West, Co- Wiggle, West Coast fan. No, West Coast gained two supporters this weekend: <laughs> me and my young son. Because I can't subject him to a lifetime of pain like I've had. No. What no, do you think about that, Enko? No. I agree with him. Are you coming too? Three. Not to West Coast. Okay, where, where are you going? Oh, I, don't, I don't really the think digs? I can. Uh, Gold I'm, Coast for you. I'm firmly entrenched. Jeez, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll probably revert back to the Swans. Oh jeez! Well, I got man, I got a couple of uh, likes and dislikes this week about the AFL. I'll, I'll run through them quickly, and you guys can comment if you want. One of my likes is, which hurts me to say, is that Melbourne just keeps rolling. Yeah, I are mean, you going to wind it back? Yeah, no, I still, I actually still think they stink. Still, the, still the worst nine and zip <laughs> team in ever. Yeah, they and actually I, have only really played two good teams. They played Geelong and Richmond, Richmond. and they've got stupid entitled supporters that just. Come at me all the time, and you've done nothing. You've done. You made it one prelim in the past. How many years? And you've and got you're not spanked by potentially my new team, the Weagles. <laughs> oh yeah. But look, give it to them. Nine and zero. They can only play who is in front of them. So got to give it. To I, them. I still on, on the the Melbourne note. Once again, for me, very very poor 
uh, turnout yesterday. I think it was just over 30,000 fans at the G. Your team's Aiden Zip, once again, red-hot favourite, beat the Blues, and only 30,000 turn up. The Sunday afternoon's a bit of a graveyard, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're it is. weather supporters. They hate, yeah. they hate rubbish weather. That's, so my, that's my they point. They prefer to sit at oh. home with a charcuterie board. and Charcuterie <laughs> 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 board. At home. Speaking, speaking of low numbers at games, right, give me a fucking rinse, <laughs> Dimmer Hardwick. After the game saying we hate coming here. I hate going get to get fair dinkum to the AFL if they want fans to come to the come to the games that they should schedule Richmond games at the MCG. There's no soul at Marvel. You only had eighteen thousand people turn up, mate. They it's, don't not, come. it's not as if they would shut them off at the at they the turnstiles. They don't come. They don't come to Marvel. Because I, I think you're scared of Marvel. They don't come. You don't have a great record it's there. A sh- it's in the Docklands, and that's a shitty place to get to. I think it's poor on the AFL, so that... It's actually pretty easy to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's another stop for our... <laughs> 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 they have a main train station connected to it. Parking's it's a nightmare. It's one, two stops past Richmond. It's not very no, far. No, parking, parking wouldn't have been a nightmare, mate. There's no only 18,000 people so there. So I'll continue on here. But let, 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 let me backtrack over I want your opinion here. Honest opinion. That's... Give it a spell. Dimmer. Come no, on. Give the people what they want, Dim. Give it to the AFL. We run Richmond. We don't we don't, we don't answer the AFL. That's not that's okay. not very good stakeholder relations, mate. The I, AFL owns Eddie Had and he's coming out saying the place is a tip. It's rubbish. I, I, we hate I, playing I, there, we don't play well there. There's no fans that come. So what's the point of playing our games there? So hold on, you're o- you're only saying that you would prefer to play at places where you play well and your fans are terrible. Well, up. I mean, we won the flag last year at the Gold Coast. So we could play good anywhere, but well, evidently not because Marvel's been a little bit but of a your bogey. Point, your point, for you. but your point about you know the AFL owning Eddie had and having to play there, all that type of stuff is a little bit wrong because if they want more supporters and make more money and more people going to the games, you play them at the MCG. That's I, I can't see that though, mate. Like I, what that game would have got 50, at least fifty thousand people at the MCG. That is no rubbish. No, that is rubbish. That, pull pull the other one, Boz. No way. You're playing, playing GWS. They've got about yeah. three fans in total. We've got a hundred thousand members. You don't think half our members would have come? Of, half of them are people's pets. Oh. <laughs> Give it a fucking half rinse. <laughs> three <laughs> game members but and people's pets. That's what well, it is. Well, one one thing on Boz's side for a little bit. I think it is ridiculous that the AFL makes every team play a home game there from Victoria. So Hawthorne is the same. Carlton be the same. I can't play five Co- games a year there. Okay. Co- Collingwood's the same then. So home ground, home ground, sorry, is the G, but they're all con- contractually obligated to play one home game a season at Etihad. I'm sorry, Marvel. I, I just think it's dumb. As, as Why? I don't think you would have got 50,000 people there, but your home ground is the MCG. There was not a game at the G all day Saturday. So why could they not play at the G? My, my bigger frustration is that you've got two really good football games going on on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah. Why aren't they playing Thursday yeah. nights? Yeah. Yeah. I, round, round I mean, it's coming back in 13, yeah. yeah. But that should just be one game on a Saturday night, one game on a Thursday night. 100%. How good is Thursday night footy? 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, on, a, on another slightly off-topic uh, conversation here, over the weekend, the NRL, um, they do like a, what they call like a super weekend – Every game, so nine games, I think it was, or eight games, played at Suncorp Stadium. So two games on the Friday. Yeah, I think it's eight. So two games on the Friday and three games on the Saturday, three games on the Sunday. So you buy a ticket for a Saturday and you get there to sit there for three games. That's awesome. Yeah. 100% yeah. agree. They could easily do that at the G. Yeah, 100% they could. It's got the and they could have like a carnival thing out in there. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I, I, I obviously... Like it. In that instance... Oh, the being bird, bird cage. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. So that Melbourne was one of my likes. Yeah, my, my other like is obviously the Roos getting their first win in the win of the year. Obviously, I've been told that I've made a couple of bets that they wouldn't they wouldn't win a game. You have. I have to reconcile some of the pods to actually find that out, but we'll we'll go with that for the moment. But and geez, they they did a tough have to come from thirty odd <laughs> points down against the oh, corpse of Hawthorne. Yeah. And my last like was just Dimmer letting Gil know. Just we were only one MCG game going in the future. So we've, we've covered that. I know, man. you took it from me. And now my dislikes, okay? Three real quick ones. Oh. Shy Bolton's mark not not getting in nomination of the mark of the week. That yeah. could be mark of the yeah. decade, and he hasn't even got it. But it can't be mark of the decade now. It can't. It can't even win mark of the year now. But I think, Jenky, you have a few thoughts on that one, right? Well, I think I think Boz has stolen both my likes and one of my <laughs> dislikes, so we're oh, doubly well, up here. You've, you've had it turned up on time, okay? I, I, <laughs> I, t- I totally agree. Um, we saw 10 years ago Andrew Walker was robbed of mark of the year just because of Collingwood supporters coming out and voting in, in droves. And what a d- mark They've that done was. the same thing Remember with Brady Carl this year. Yeah, yeah, he stood on his head. So, yeah. yeah. Is it, so, is, is it still a vote? I didn't realise it was a vote. I yeah. thought it was someone at the AFL said X. Okay. Fan driven. Well, at least the, um, nominations, the are. nominations are by vote. So, obviously, the, the Collingwood supporters have come out and voted in droves and, and pushed Brody check up above Fuck Shy Bolton. Which is ridiculous. He's a spastic. Like, common player. sense would prevail. Yeah. Shit tattoo as well, right on his forearm. I don't know if you've seen that, but... I don't like him. Josh is looking at me funny. You like Brody. You're a Brody fan, oh, eh? I think you're being a little bit awfully aggressive just because Shy didn't win the mark of the week. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> mark of the century, nearly. No, but it, so it doesn't matter because he's not nominated. It that. doesn't need to be nominated to win mark of the year. Sure, you do. No, you don't. No. So you can... So what's the point of having mark of the week? It's a. It's so that Toyota can get more exposure for their sponsorship of mark of oh, the yeah, year, whatever yeah. it is. Okay. Same as the NAB Rising Star. You... Actually, I don't know if you, you have to be, be nominated. nominated. Do, yeah. But the mark of the year, you don't. I read somewhere you don't need to be nominated um, for you to win mark of the year. Oh, we'll pipe down, boss. Sorry, another dislike. Are you still going? Yeah, I just got two more quick ones. Port Port Adelaide changing into their prison bar jersey after the game. I Give like me that. a fucking. I like that. Give me a spell. Stick no, it up. Have the balls to do it in game. Who cares if you lose the four points? You're going pretty well anyway at the moment, but. Get your boys to cha- change out of the jerseys into a prison bar jerseys to sing the song. What are we, fucking in high school? No, sometimes statements need to be made, bots, and yeah, I was okay with it. I liked it. I liked it too. They're not going to wear it in-game and voluntarily give up four well, points. That's fed, a stupid how comment. How fair income are they about ch- wanting to wear the jumper? So, okay, right, Dimmer doesn't want to play it at Etihad. Yeah. Why doesn't why didn't the Tigers just forfeit on the weekend? We, need the, we need the points. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need the points. Bought out a load don't at the moment. <laughs> they're a game ahead of you. Uh, and last one, just to go, he beaten up on shit teams. He's no good either. He's he's no good. He's, he's a no good. Flat track bully, that guy. Yeah. You just don't like him because they called him the junior Dusty, and <laughs> you don't want anyone to be anywhere near Dusty. I mean, how about Dusty just taking his anger out in the poor old goal umpire? Yeah, discard his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, poor bloke. So sorry, boys. That was just I wanted to get that off my chest. Anyone else got any dis- yeah, dislikes I've, or I've, likes? I've got a dislike. Um, and it's sort of on the same theme as um, Joshua um, and having a crack at his own team. I'm uh, you changing teams too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not far off. It. I, I I I had to personally because not change teams, but go with this because a couple of weeks ago, I really stuck the boot into Nathan Buckley about mm. being part of like the list management decisions and obviously where Collingwood's list at, et cetera, et cetera. Alistair Clarkson, obviously he's got. 
some rungs on the, on, on the boat, on the road, or the belt, under his belt, sorry, get there. Um, Should you restart this? Edit that out, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's obviously got premierships hanging off him, whereas Buckley's got nothing. But it was clear and obvious after 2016 where we finished top of the ladder. However, I think we won five or six games by less than a goal. So we, we shouldn't have finished top of the ladder and we got beaten straight sets out of the finals. Bulldogs ran all over us in the semi-final. That was the time to completely and utterly regenerate the list and move on. Didn't. Just kept topping up. Amira, Mitchell, Wingard, Kyle Hardigan. How that bloke still plays AFL is utterly fucking beyond me. He's <laughs> a spastic. Like he's beyond <laughs> spastic. Like he, uh, I think it, what would be easier is for you to name your good players. We don't have any. <laughs> you're, you're above average AFL footballers. I don't think we have any of them. Nah, you've got to come. No, we got, uh, Amir is your best player. Amir is our best player. Tom Mitchell? He's not don't, damaging at don't, all. Don't get me started on Tom Mitchell. And Just an accumulator. Yeah. We, I think myself and Joshua had multiple conversations over the off-season where I put in paper or on paper saying we need to get rid of everyone. Just anyone who's got any currency or any value, ship them off. So Amira, Mitchell, Gunston, Bruce, just get rid of them and get as many high draft picks in as we can. It doesn't and, always and work that way, though. I, I you, know, can't, but you can't get rid of all of your experience. But where we're going is not working either. Where, where, where we've sorry, where we've been the last three to four years has not worked at, at all. No, we've no, we've picked but, up mediocre, average players. But they know now that they need to go to the draft. But what are you saying that they've they've pulled the trigger too late? Too late, late too late. Because yeah. true, Jack Gunston's played one game. He's going to be out for a while. He's got a sore back. Luke Bruce, because we're because we're a rubbish team, is not getting the ball up the forward line to kick goals. So he's currently gone from maybe an early second round pick to maybe a fourth round pick because he's a year older. Tom Mitchell, what I've been saying for four years is now coming to the fore. I think there was an article last week about how I've always been saying accumulator, accumulator, doesn't damage, doesn't damage. I think Nathan Buckley, there was an article last week on SEN that came out and said that. So no one's going to give a first round pick for him because he, he doesn't hurt the You're opposition. not trading Tom Mitchell. He does nothing. Right, he team. gets plenty of the ball, which is irrelevant. Half, half the time he gets it, it goes to the opposition. So there's no point in getting it. And the he'd other be, half that he gets it doesn't. He'd be pretty good in a good team, Tom Mitchell. Yes. I don't he, know. My, my point he's was. He's also won a Brownlow. So you got to just steady with saying that he's a horrible player. He's, he's won a Brownlow. He's not damaging. Do you think they're having Alistair Clarkson still at the helm? You know, probably blasted over a lot of the issues, saying, you know, they probably thought that the window was a bit yep, more open than what it actually was. 100%. Yep. And I was, I was speaking to... Well, he's good for like three or four wins just for his coaching alone, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was speaking to someone yesterday and I was saying, if any other club contacts Sam Mitchell to become a coach, we need he needs to do the right thing, come to Hawthorne and say, this is what's happening, and we need to sack Alistair Clarkson. He's done sack him and bring bring Sam actually in four time premiership coach yep. sacked. Yep, well, as I said, well, I had to go up Nathan Buckley the other week for list management decisions. Alistair Clarkson's done it. But what? What are you? How many, it's a fresh how many, voice. How many VFL Box Hill games do you watch where Sam's been coaching? Right. You are like, geez, what a good coaching we, effort that we was. We beat North Melbourne by one hundred and eight points yesterday. North Melbourne's <laughs> two, so <laughs> no better than a park football team. I'm aware, I'm aware <laughs> of that. I, I just think. I just it's think time I for a fresh voice. I just think you don't know what hardship is like in 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 an AFL I team. I don't. Right? <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, exactly. And now you're starting to throw your toys out of the cot. Well and truly out of the cot. Yeah. So just, just stick thin, no, stick thick, mate. Know where you're at. If there's anyone better equipped to build a team and build success, it's probably Alistair Clarkson. So 
don't uh, don't look over the fence and always think the grass is greener cheese because you might get a David Teague. <laughs> Or a Brendan Bolton. Yeah, or a Brendan Bolton. <laughs> oh, we, we gave him back. <laughs> Clarkson had him back. I take my comment back. <laughs> That's actually coincided with Hawthorne going horrifically as well, since Brendan Bolton's come back. Yeah, maybe the Carlton losing genes have rubbed off on him and he's brought them back. Poor Bolt. He brought the green shoots with him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think... So I, I couldn't sit here and not have a go or have a go at Buckley a couple of weeks ago and then not bring this up because okay. to lose to a team that hadn't won a game in a year is pathetic. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the other quick one I had was that holding the ball rule we discussed a couple of weeks ago. It's getting worse by the week. Yeah, it wasn't it good. Last couple of games I watched. Anyone else? Likes, dislikes about the week? Move on, I think. Okay. Yep, all good. All good. All right, well, let's go around the grounds. Favourite sports story of the week. Who wants to start, boys? Let the guests go first. All right. Um, well, I'll probably touch on this a bit more later on, but um, don't know if you guys are aware, but there was the NBA Hall of Fame um, induction over the weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously a lot of it was centred around Kobe Bryant, um, who obviously passed away last year. And um, I don't know if you've seen the footage, but um, his wife and Michael Jordan more or less accepted his induction. Um, and then she went on to speak for probably a good 10 minutes and, it was just exceptional, the whole thing. You know, she talked about, you know, his, his dedication and love for his family and the game and how he went to the... used to go to games with his dad and watch Michael Jordan, who was his hero, who ultimately, you know, sort of um, saw him inducted in. So it was just a really good sports story and I'd mm. probably encourage everyone to, to have a watch of it. And just pure emotion and emotion. love for sports. So yeah. Is the NBA Hall of Fame sort of similar to the AFL and the NFL where there's a bunch of inductees... On an annual basis? Yeah, so yeah. it's a mixture of players and coaches um, inducted every year. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Horrible suit Michael Jordan wore, if anyone saw some Silver. of those. Silver, chrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Horrific. He, do, he doesn't give <laughs> a shit. <laughs> Not great dress. For a dress man sense. with that much money, surely. Can yeah, but he's always been a pretty poor dresser. Yeah. He does his own thing. Yeah. MJ. True. Play on. Care. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. And geez, it was an exciting morning, boys, in the EPL. The race for the top four is heating up, as I'm sure Cheese will cover a little bit in the Euro correspondent. But we saw one of the most dramatic finishes to an EPL game this morning with Liverpool um, playing West Brom, who have already been relegated. So the fact that, you know, coming into the 90th minute, that <laughs> the scores were all tied 94th up. 94th minute. Which, were, which was no good. Yeah, 94th minute. So four minutes of extra time. Liverpool get a late, a late corner with... Uh, as the four minutes ticks over, so basically the last kick in the game, um, and they called up their goalkeeper from the other end of the field, Alison Becker, who was an absolute rooster, if anyone has seen mm. Alison Becker. And he scored an unbelievable header to oh, win the amazing. game for Liverpool. Alan, Alan Shearer would have been proud of that header. Absolutely, yeah. And it was just scenes afterwards, <laughs> everyone going bananas about how good it was. And I was surfing Twitter all, all morning and they've <laughs> like they've taken the footage and, um, you know, there's a, like the Titanic music over it in one of it. There's like the Baywatch theme in another. And I was just loving it. But, look, it was unbelievable. Alison, after the game, was... Um, Rather emotional, he lost his dad about six weeks ago, I think, and it's the first goal he's ever scored, um, and the first time ever ever that Liverpool had a goalkeeper score, which is just an absolute anomaly. Anomaly, sorry, um, and was awesome. So yeah. I was pretty high this morning, bouncing into work after that. How good! I don't know who the player is, but that guy who flashed across um, Becker 
just missed the ball mm. and it's just like landed in his not landed his lap. He was in the right position, but man, that was close. Yeah. So we'll, awesome. we'll get to it more in the Euro correspondent about how things will shake out, but um, might be the might be the result Liverpool needs to finish the season on high. Definitely. Love the gloves too. Can you imagine what yeah. the Imperial would have been like this morning? Oh yeah, bouncing. Oh, yeah, going can up. I can I just be a little bit greedy and say one more round and round story that I quite liked, and it's also football related. So. Uh, a guy called uh, Lautaro Martinez from mm-hmm. Inter, mm-hmm. Uh, striker, Argentinian striker from Inter. Very, very, very good player. Yep. So he was subbed on after about 20 minutes on the weekend as, as um, Inter had an injury, played out, and they subbed him off again after 70 minutes, which is, as a player, that's the ultimate insult to be subbed on and subbed off before the game's finished. And boy, was he a little cranky. He had getting taken <laughs> off, the, off the field with his manager and you know, refused to look at him and there was a bit of exchange of words and, and so on and so forth. Happened in the Premier League as well with um, Jurgen Klopp and Sadio Mane who wasn't too happy about not being played. But rather than just, uh, you know, sweeping it under the carpet and there being a little bit of resentment between uh, both parties there, Inter found a quite an interesting way to, to resolve their differences. And at training the next day, the manager and uh, Martinez actually had a boxing match. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Conte and so, Martinez. Well, so Antonio Conte and Martinez put the gloves on against each other, <laughs> and, and Lukaku was a referee. You're kidding. And they went a couple of rounds. <laughs> Did yeah, you see the fantastic. footage? Yeah, it's on social. I'll, I'll send it over to you. Post it, Boz. So it's it's good fun. Who won? I mean, they the did, they weren't they weren't punching too hard. There was, there was a bit of just tongue, shots tongue in cheek, but a good way to get over you know resolve differences in a team. Just to put the gloves on and say I, you I know think, we'll uh, leave it in the ring. I think Con- <laughs> I think Conte be able to ha- hold maybe his we, own. Maybe he we uh, maybe we should do that when we can't sort of settle on a debate. Mm. Got a couple of gloves just out here. <laughs> well, staying on the uh, the football theme, I'll, I'll I'll go next, Boz. Um, to my highlight of the week or around the grounds of the week was um, Leicester City, uh, the, the Foxes uh, winning the FA Cup. Yep. Uh, on, on Saturday, we'll cover off a little bit more yeah, in, in the Euro correspondence section, but um, they beat Chelsea um, to lift their first ever FA Cup in their 137-year history. So I think that's a massive accolade for a team. Obviously, they won the Premier League five or six years ago as, as absolute rank outsiders, but to get another bit of silverware... Um, when Spurs haven't had one in like 14 years, uh, they're doing well. And yeah, 137 year history to get first time they've won the FA Cup. And, and to make it even sweeter, um, there was 21,000 fans uh, back at Wembley for the final on Saturday. Obviously, it would have been split 50 50 mm. with Chelsea, but to be able to sort of celebrate that in front of at least sort of 10,000 of their fans would have been a, even nicer why for did, players. Why didn't they wear the. Did they have a white kit, a white and blue kit? Why did they wear the purple or the maroon or whatever there was? That's their away kit this Is year. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I thought they had a white kit, like they might. The, the white kits change all the time. Like yeah, every every that, season, they're like kit. in in the in the Premier League. Yeah, it's like the home kit always stays basically the same color. So yeah, okay. Liverpool red, Tottenham white, United red, uh, Leicester blue. But yeah, the white kits might be white one year, maroon the next, yellow the one after. It's Jeez. never as like wasn't their third stone. kit. No, it was, so it could have so been, but it was a maroon color. Yeah, yeah right. So what happens to Brennan Rodgers, their manager? He's not going to go anywhere because well. We'll cover that off in a minute, actually. Is he on the move? He could be. You got a rubbling? No, but... I mean, stay in your lane. If, if, <laughs> if they make top four, really the only opening that's p- what people say at a bigger club is Spurs, who aren't going to make top four, 
well, there's like a 2% chance they will. And well, if, yeah. if Why would he go to a shitter team? Exactly. Glitz and Glamour are London, though. Oh, having, having that, that new stadium that you know Paul Spears from the bottom of the cup oh. cheese keeps talking about. Why wouldn't my, he want to go my, there? My mate's going back the last last round of the season against Leicester. I've told him to have a neck oil for me and, and then put put me FaceTime me and put me in the seat next to him so I can watch it. Jesus. I think he's moved on. He's upgraded his friends probably. And <laughs> bring someone else. <laughs> well, me, my, my, <laughs> my story this week is um, it's a sport I don't know very little about, but it came across my desk and I just had to tell the boys about this. Huge NFL story this week. NHL story oh, this sorry. week, sorry. Yeah. National Hockey League, for those who don't know. But there was huge uproar about a player, um, a guy named Tom Wilson from the Washington Capitals. So he fighting's obviously pretty, you know, it's a known thing in hockey. Except but it's allowed. It's allowed, right? But they weren't the New York Rangers. They were playing the New York Rangers and a bloke was on the ground and Tom just laid one into him while he was on the ground, which is unacceptable mm. from what I've heard. So you've got to be standing. You've got to be standing. And when, on they the usually, when they hit the deck, usually it's all over. It's over, yeah. Right? But he's just, he's just given one. He's given one to the bloke on the ice, right? It's a good way out. Just hit the deck. Now, <laughs> the New York, New York Rangers weren't happy about this, and they actually thought he should have got suspended, but he was only fined $5,000, which for a sportsman is probably not a whole lot of money. But the ironic thing was that the New York Rangers came out and said it was a horrifying act of violence, and he said the head of player safety should lose his job. And the ironic thing was New York Rangers were then fined $250,000 <laughs> for a comment against the, safe, the, the guy who manages player safety. So the next time they played, which I think was the next day, mm-hmm. you could just imagine all hell breaking loose. And I've actually got some footage here for the boys who haven't seen it. So we're just going to play it. I'll try and comment it the best I can. But um, it's just unbelievable footage when they just... It's the start of the game here. I don't know if anyone's seen this, but... I haven't seen it, but I've heard all about it. It so, sort of sounds like it mimics like WWE Royal Rumble. Or so like everyone's so into it. Now, Tom isn't on the... He's not on the field at this stage, okay? The ice. It, so the ice. <laughs> he's not on the, the ice at the moment, right? So this is the start of the game. They're into it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh they've just... They're into it. Off. Tom's not even on the he's not even on the ice. But okay. Th- he comes on the ice, now, doesn't he? Now I'll fast forward to when he just he skates onto the ice here. So that's that fight there. That that gets broken up a little bit. But you can see in a minute he comes off the bench and he basically gets the puck straight away. Where is he here? Here we go. Here he comes on here. Here he is. Here's Tom. He's on the ice. Wait for it. Here he is here. Into it. There he is. <laughs> oh, they're, they're into it. What a sport. Oh. Apparently he's got he's been in eighty nine fights or something. He's got like an eighty percent win record. So he loves loves the punch on on the ice. No, I heard it. It's, it's a it's a stat. Yeah. I think he's stat, got yeah. a, I think he's got a thousand minutes in the sin bin or something like that. <laughs> so I just came across my desk and I really enjoyed that. So in the, in the sin bin, is it sin bin? Is it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we should create one of those in here for every time Cheese <laughs> oversteps the mark. Yeah, He'll be right. in there quite a bit. <laughs> Might be but a two-man cast podcast <laughs> after a while. I mean, we. I think we should just become more of an NHL 
I like, so, mate, it's, it's I like that. Severely underrated but, sport, uh, the NHL. I think, I think as well, what happened at the start there was known that it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And don't quote me on this, but I believe like it was put on like free-to-air TV or something. Um in sort of like prime times because they knew the viewers, the ratings would be <laughs> through the roof because they knew people would tune in yep. to just watch some fisticuffs. And then apparently you, you went through like the minute-by-minute minute ratings, like the first 10, 15 minutes when it was huge. And then after all the fights it's happened, it just dropped off. Yeah. That's just smart scheduling for um, mine though. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart by NBC. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cheese. it's that time of day. Big Euro correspondent. It is, it is. We've got a, a lot to roll through. Um, I was also told to not roll through some of it because um, we have another sec- section afterwards. Um, but to start off with, we're going to roll with uh, a quick Giro d'Italia update. So obviously we had our, our good mate Lynch in um, a week and a half ago on the last pod who gave us a lovely preview, very thorough. Um, so we're nine stages in and our boy, that guy. Our boy Bernal is uh, has overtaken and he's now uh, holding the pink jersey, the Mayo Rossa. The nose, we call him. The nose. You've got a serious size nose on him. Um, <laughs> and so to, to gain the pink jersey, he, he won the stage uh, last night, uh, overnight, Sunday night. And it was a mountaintop finish or a summit finish, uh, as they call it, um, on gravel as well. Thank you for coming. And the, I think the gradient at some points in time was sort of like upwards of 15%. Uh, for those who don't cycle, a 15% gradient is outrageous for, for a hill to go Jeez, up. you'd be off the bike. I'd be, yeah, I'd be rolling back down. And showed, I, wouldn't <laughs> even, I wouldn't even attempt it. So he's taken the lead. Stage nine, there's, there's 21 stages, so there's still a long way to go. And I think he's only up by like, 15 seconds or yeah. something. And he's got a, he's got injuries that he's sort of trying to get over to, yeah. so hope but he's back. If he can um, stay in the form that he showed up that last gravel hill last night, he'll be he'll be a tough man to beat, that's for sure. Um, of the Aussies, we've got a couple of guys, one Nick Schultz and the other Jai Hindley, who are currently 20th and 23rd overall in the general classification, so a, a fair way down, so highly unlikely they'll uh, factor. Potentially might scrape into like the top 10. Or that guy's gone too, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Ewan, is it? Yeah, so that was my next point there, Boz. Uh, so Caleb Ewan, uh, uh, first week of the tour, uh, actually won two stages. Came flying home on a couple of the the, the flat stages for the sprint stages. Um, but he's withdrawn uh, strategically so he can now prepare for the uh, Le Tour, uh, mm. Tour de France, which I think starts late June. So he just sort of got ticked legs over a little bit, um, got a few stages under his belt. Uh, and then, yeah, said, sack this off. Can't be bothered going over the hills. I'll, Huge uh, quads. I'll, oh, massive, massive mm. quads. So, yeah, congratulations to Caleb. And, uh, yeah, the Legend Factory will be riding uh, Bernal home for the uh, the final two weeks of the uh, the tour there. Um, rolling into football, uh, we I touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, FA Cup final, which is probably in English football the, the third best trophy that you'd want to win. Um, well, second best domestic trophy, but third best trophy of all. Most teams want to win the Champions League, obviously then the Premier League, and then the FA Cup is the the cup that you want to win. Uh, the Carabao Cup's a piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned... How many of the Spurs have won of those, Chase? FA Cup. Mm-hmm. All uh, of those together. Uh, no, not as many as your teams, obviously. That's a loaded question. Can you count that on one hand? No, we were actually pretty good at one point in time. Um, I think we've won eight FA Cups, so that's two hands. Um Less, as I said before, one one nil uh, beating Chelsea. Um, the goal from Yuri Tillemans, uh, the Belgium international, was an absolute scorcher as well. Picked it up, sort of just in his own half. Took a couple of touches and rocketed it to the top 
top left corner, I think, uh, from about, yeah, 25, 30 yards out. There's a little bit of late controversy uh, where Chelsea actually scored an equaliser, um, which was uh, then overruled by VAR. Uh, as offside, so suck shit, Chelsea. <laughs> Jeez, have, you, have you seen the video of the uh, Chelsea supporters celebrating and then getting the news that it was yeah. waved off? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Demoralising. And there was a few out the front fuming, few interviews I saw on Sky Sports as well, where they were just, yeah, not not holding back. <laughs> VAR's the worst thing in the world and all that sort of stuff. So have to agree. I'm not going to lie. I, I, saw, I, saw a, well. uh, I saw an interesting stat from the FA Cup. Because as you mentioned, it's at at Wembley, which is the what the national stadium of yeah the of home of football. the UK home yeah, of football national stadium. So the first final of the FA Cup ever held at Wembley, there was an official attendance of one hundred twenty six thousand, mm-hmm. but they estimate that it was more likely that there were three hundred thousand people that watched mm-hmm. that game. Yep. in person. Yep. all crammed in together. Like when you see photos of it, like people like spilling out onto the pitch and stuff like that. It's mental. Yeah, it's crazy that no one actually got hurt. Um, but that that Wembley is no longer that they um, bulldozed that. I believe sort of mid nineties, early thousands, and the Wembley that is Wembley now is a relatively new um, stadium, which I think holds like ninety to ninety two thousand. Um, I've been there quite a few times because Spurs played there while they were building their new stadium. Um, and not in any finals. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw them play Madrid, Real Madrid there, um, Barcelona there. I saw them beat Liverpool 4-1 on a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Your brother was there actually with me, Joshua. Um, but even like when it was full, so we had like against Madrid, it was packed. Um, and the atmosphere, they were just you were too far away from the pitch itself uh, and you sort of just lost a bit of the atmosphere around the stadium, unfortunately. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's the FA Cup. Now, as Joshua alluded to before, Premier League, we've got uh, two two matches to go mm-hmm. uh, to the conclusion of the, se- the season. And boy, oh Free boy. for Liverpool. Free for Liverpool, sorry. Boy, oh boy, is it getting tied up top. It's um, heating up. Very much heating up. And that obviously that Allison goal overnight. As, as clutch a goal as you'll ever see from, from a goalkeeper. If if the if the stands were full, like the away fans, Liverpool fans would have gone. They would have they would have spilled under the pitch and hugged the bloke. They would have gone absolutely lost it. Um. So currently, what I'm thinking, boys, we might just roll through our predictions of how the top four will finish uh, after the remaining two games. So. It's already decided that Man City uh, are champions. It's already named. They can't get past. Uh, we've got Man United currently sitting... I felt, s- just, just quietly about that, I, I felt it was a little bit rich from Pep Guardiola to say that this was the hardest title, ha- hardest title to win, considering last year the season was like shut down for three months and then there was no fans bringing it back and all this sort of stuff. Plus, the bloke has about 400 million worth of players sitting on the bench every week. The only reason why they won so comfortably is because they can field two sides that are just about capable of winning the title. I would have thought the hardest one to win would have been the one you didn't win because that way it's too hard. You're not good enough to win it. So, i.e. last year, like Liverpool were the far better team. (laughs) That That makes no sense. sense. (laughs) 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 In my head, it sounded good. (laughs) You just started talking and then you're like, oh, my God. We started looking at each (laughs) other being like, what is he on about? He's like, I've got to keep going here. (laughs) I'll say something smart soon. Runaway freight train. Is that, is that not true, though? <laughs> so, back on track, back on track. And the other thing I took from City uh, City being crowned champions as well, they are clearly uh, an oil 
run wealth rich <laughs> <club>. <laughs> well oiled machine oil run no no their money's their money's from oil that's yeah, what I'm saying they're yeah, not they're yeah, not yeah, gotcha, yeah. they're okay. not a real team they I don't they don't have a loyal supporter base the day they were crowned champions there was about 15 of them out the front I've lost uh, the they're a plastic club correct yeah that's why none of the other big club supporters respect no exactly Man City or their supporters exactly so considering like when Liverpool won well, the, the Champions League the couple of seasons ago went before COVID. Who'd they, who'd they beat? It's irrelevant. And um, 60-hour bus trip to Madrid for that <laughs> shit. Um, one of the – sorry, sorry, one of the – on that. So what we're referencing here is when Liverpool beat Spurs in the final and Cheese got a 30-hour bus trip to Madrid to sit in the car park and watch his team lose. We just had a guy start at work and he flew from Australia to Madrid – to watch it in a pub in Madrid and flew home the next day. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. How good's that? Wait, that's a, that's some dedication. That yeah, that's maybe a longer commute than yours, Cheese. I was, was, 30, I was 30 hours each way on the bus, so. Longer. <laughs> distance. Yeah, distance-wise. Yeah, was he Liverpool or Spurs? Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Worth it. Um, but what I was going to do, yeah, 15 fans out of the front saying, ooh, we won. Liverpool, basically the whole city shut down for a week and a half and there was millions of people Long time coming for Liverpool, though. Remember that? Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, not not the prim- not the Champions League. They'd won it in two thousand five, so it wasn't that long time coming. Uh, back on track with this it's segment, like please. Sixteen years. All right. <laughs> Pipe down, boss. Uh, United, Man United are currently in second, um, four points ahead of third. So you'd say fairly safe in second. Then we've got Leicester City uh, in third on sixty six points, and then we've got Chelsea. In fourth on sixty four points, who and then Liverpool in fifth on sixty three points, and I'll correct you, Joshua. They do only have two matches remaining. Sorry, yeah, we won this morning. You did, you did. Um, To finish off though, so what it is? Leicester and Chelsea play in the next round, and then Leicester plays Tottenham in the final round. So probably got the hardest running of all. Um, Obviously, therefore Chelsea then plays Leicester. What? Don't give me the wind-up. And then Chelsea plays Aston Villa in the final game So, of the what's your top four? How do you yeah, th- finish it? I'm going to see it finishing. I reckon Chelsea will beat Leicester. I reckon Chelsea will finish third and Leicester will finish fourth. I don't think Liverpool will make it. Okay, so City, United, Chelsea, Leicester. Yep. Joshy? Okay. This morning I would have... Th- Said the same, but I think that after Allison's goal, there's no way the boys lose the last two. I think Liverpool win out and uh, finish fourth. Who have Liverpool got the next two games? Burnley and Crystal Palace. Yeah. Okay, so two very winnable games. Yeah. Okay, got any thoughts on this? Well, it, sound, it sounds like for Liverpool to get in, they, they need Leicester City to beat Chelsea yeah, in the next game. Yeah. Not Otherwise, really. it's curtains. No, it's not really, because if Leicester City lose and Liverpool win their game, then they are on the same amount of points. And Liverpool likely have a better... Well, actually will have a better goal, goal difference. difference yeah. Yeah. And right. then obviously Leicester plays Spurs in the final round. So I think I think it stays exactly the way it is, but my only change will be Tottenham will finish eighth. You're a twat. I you think. Are, you're an absolute twat. <laughs> I think West Ham and Everton will finish above Tottenham. That's a typical Bob's <laughs> comment if ever I've heard one. Just a pot shot. <sighs> oh, Moving on. Moving on. So you got more in the Euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to oh, flow geez. on to flow on Quite from the that. segment. <laughs> you might need your own pod soon. 
<laughs> Jesus, Europod. Sorry, go on, cheese. Oh, it's not part of the Legend Factory Network. Not talking to us now. And just to, to flow on from that, at the other end of the table, uh, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United have already been uh, relegated. And so, in the Championship, which is the second tier uh, competition mm. in England. They have a – so the top two automatically get promoted that come up into the Premier League the following season, uh, which were Norwich City who finished top and Watford who finished second. So they were two teams who actually got relegated the season before, have gone straight back up, which is a very tough thing to do. And then to find the third team to go up into the Premier League, they actually do a little mini playoff series where third place six and fourth place fifth. Mm-hmm. And so this year we've got – uh, my probably my second team, which was my actual local team when I lived over in London in in Chiswick, and so that's Brentford, who was the next suburb along, are playing the bees, Bo- the bees, the Brentford bees, who are playing Bournemouth, who were also a relegated club from the Premier League last year, and then we've got Swansea playing Barnsley, in the other, and so what that is, it's a, actually a two-legged playoff, over so one, home and away for both teams, and then obviously the winners of the two. Matches then go into a one-off final at Wembley to decide who is the third team promoted to the Premier League. And they call that one-off final the the richest game in sport. Mm. The re- reason being is the team that does get promoted is basically guaranteed an automatic $100 million plus uh, in sponsorship and TV rights yeah. and, and all of the money that comes along with the Premier League. So it's a... It's a massive, massive deal for those teams to to go up. Obviously, I'll be uh, cheering Brentford on uh, the Bees. Hopefully, get over the line. Imagine a club like Man City going to the Brentford Bees well, to play a game. No, well, Brentford <laughs> Brentford actually built built a brand new stadium. Um, it was actually in Kew, which is another suburb not too far from Chiswick. Obviously, it's nothing like Tottenham's new stadium, but I think it's twenty five, thirty thousand. Probably, probably, obviously, Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, for example, has got. Character yep. and atmosphere, but it's a brand new stadium. It's really nice. It's easy to get to, and Brentford have been there and thereabouts the last three years. In in, in my opinion, so they lost in the the final in the playoffs last year to Fulham. They would have, in my opinion, would have done better than Fulham this year and potentially stayed up in the Premier League. They were a much better team. I think Pep might, um, but half their team got picked off in the transfer market. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But potentially they would have stayed if they hadn't have gone up. Because they wouldn't have had to have sold Watkins or Ben Rama to, to Villa and, and West Ham, etc. So well, the bees cheese. Let's pray for the bees. Bring on the bees. Let's pray for the bees. Happy now. Yeah. Bees. Well, that that's all from uh, my segment, and we can thanks, we thanks can cheese. move on to the rest of the podcast. It's all right. Solid segment. We've got a uh, special guest talking about NBA today. Okay. Some huge developments in the NBA. Well, huge. Today was the end of the regular season, so um, now it's time for the playing tournament. So it's a new reformatting this year so previously in each conference you had eight teams um going head to head in the in the playoffs so one versus eight two versus seven etc etc um now we effectively get an extra six games of basketball the top top six are locked in um and then positions seven through ten have a a, a play-in tournament so effectively it's um seven versus eight and the winner goes straight through as a seventh seed uh nine versus ten Play each other. Uh, the winner goes uh, up against the loser of the the seven versus eight. So, well, we've um, got the teams now, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 locked away now. So, is this is this a new format just for this season, or is this I, a new format moving forward, or t- TBC? Uh, I think it's probably more of a trial than anything else. But 
I can I can see it sort of staying long term. Um, they're, they're really trying to stamp out you know dead rubber games toward yeah. the end of the season and and teams tanking as well. So um, I think it's probably something they'll adopt long term. Are we going to see any fans in the stands? Yeah, there already is. Yeah, there is. There is. They're just not down by the. They're not courtside. Mm. That's probably why you can't see them. They're up away from the the basketball because you can get quite close with, yeah. with courtside Makes sense. seats. Obviously, because Jack, like Jack Nicholas get to retain his seat though. I don't know. But there Port is, side, surely. I assume so, yeah. Mm. Well, it is true because, like, you get to, like, game 75 to 82 or 83 or whatever it is, and the top teams literally just all the good players don't play. Yeah. And but, it's, but surely that would happen for the top seed anyway. They're already top seed. So they, well, don't, they don't care about this. But it comes, the seeding comes into it then. Like, the top teams, like, this happening this year, which I'm sorry if I'm taking away from no, your no, segment, no. but, like, the Lakers, uh, they finished seventh, I think, right? Yep. So... Now the top seed is got to play the Lakers in the first round of the finals. Well, potentially, they, the Lakers uh, in this player playing tournament have to play the Warriors. Yeah, um, and the winner goes through. Yeah, but like hopefully if they get through, yeah. you've got Utah or whoever's on top of the seed. They got to play the Lakers. Like that's they should be having an easy go. They're playing the the reigning champs. But that 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 that's uh, surely that's one one out of the box because if LeBron was healthy. Yeah, they've had so many inju- and yeah, yeah. And I actually don't see the, the Lakers brow? progressing. He was, he was injured all year as well. Yeah. What's that? I, I I don't see the Lakers progressing particularly far in, in this season's playoffs. To be honest, is LeBron healthy? He's not one hundred percent. Oh, so he's he's back though. Would say he's back. Yeah, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. And you know, there is there's obviously chemistry there between him and Davis, but big call um, by UNK. Well, they're going to come up against a red hot Curry in game one of the play-in tournament, so. Do love Curry. Yeah, you, is he your legend again this week, boss? He, he could easily be with the performances he's been putting up. Recycling yeah. another forty six again he's, today. He's going to go close to MVP, but I think that's probably been wrapped up by uh, the Joker, Denver Nuggets. I hate Nikolai. He's, he's good though. Isn't the mm. uh, the Mavericks guy half a shot? Don Donnie Luca. Mm. Um, he sort of ta- he tailed off a bit. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. But um, what about yeah, Simmons? Jokic Any chance good. of defensive Simmons. player of the year? What's that? I think um, Rudy will win that again. Rudy I can't imagine. Yeah. Speaking of that, speaking Give it to of someone else. Speaking of Simmons, I've just uh, gone on uh, the Legend Factory Pod Instagram, and I've seen yeah, seed one seventy sixes Ben Simmons, and seed one Utah Jazz. Isn't that where Joe Ingles plays? It yeah. is. Wow. We call him a call distinct him, Aussie. We call presence. him Jingles. Jingles. Mm-hmm. I like that. But in my opinion, the seventy sixes are probably the one of the weakest number one seeds in oh, really? a long time. So. Is I that, don't see them going particularly far. Is either. that because the the East it is the East Conference? Yeah, yeah. Is that it's just a weak overall conference this year? Or? Well, I th- I think uh, conventional wisdom is that the Nets are by far the best team in the East. And they finished a, a close second behind the 76ers. and they're probably everyone's tip to to win the whole thing. You know, you've got Durant, Irving, and then they traded for uh, James Harden earlier in the year as well. So bit of and, and Griffin, uh, Blake Griffin as well. They had Lamarcus Aldridge, but um, he dropped out with with health reasons throughout the year. So they're, they're absolutely stacked. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's it's really just a matter of who they're going to play um, it from the West, which what I th- I think will be Kawhi and um, Paul George from the Clippers. So what, what about make my, for a what about very interesting? You've you've finals. That's a rubbish call, to be honest. The Clippers, oh, who, who? Are, the Lakers will go back to back. Oh, what, what about my boy uh, from the Bucks, the, the Greek God? Yeah, look, uh, say his name, Cheese. No chance. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, that a little bit. I can't get the middle bit right. Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, you butchered that as well. 
It's not easy. It's a tough one. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> keep, keep going, okay? So, yeah, that, that's effectively my, my prediction. Um, Clippers, Nets, Nets win it all. Uh, Durant, MVP. In what? In how many games? Love Durant. Uh, I'll go six. Really? Yep. Four, okay. Is, is James Harden still a bit rotund or is he sort of cut back on the cheeseburgers and... Uh, it's still, a uh, still a little bit portly, but um, mm. portly, a little bit rich cheese considering <laughs> the blokes won multiple, multiple MVPs. Just the one. I'm just passing on the the news that I read at the time when they picked him up. That the people were saying he was a little bit overweight. Geez, it's uh, it's good to see the Knicks back in some form of relevancy, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's good for the game. They've had a they've had a lean few years. Yeah, they've, they've got a lot of high profile supporters as well. So mm. you know. Um, Nick's being in the playoff is is good for NBA. So, what do you think about the um? A bit, like the, a bit like the Blues in the AFL. I'm say, you're you're telling there. me the Knicks had a Carlton esque type existence for the last twenty years, have they? They have very much so. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the Knicks are worth like four point five, four point five billion or something. Yeah, the top ten sporting franchise in the world. I think top five, maybe yeah, even. Top five. Um, what about Hall of Fame, NK? What do you think of the boys? Yeah, so good class. Obviously, very good. Three three big boys going to the Hall of Fame. Um, this year, and I've got a bit of a rundown on on the three because the nicknames are just glorious, um, and some of the it. some of the other content as well. So Tim Duncan, uh, one of the best power forwards ever to play the game, uh, also known as the Big Fundamental. <laughs> uh, so he turned, what a what a hook shot he had. Yeah, he, yeah. Turned, he turned the bank shot into his signature yeah. move. So it's sort of just kissing it off the the glass. Um, so and he played. He was a one one team player, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he yeah. Um, he played. For the Spurs, his entire career, um, Spurs are sort of akin to like the Patriots, you know, just very well, well organized um, franchise, and you know, um, historic coaches and you know players who just buy into the the whole thing. So, um, next guy who um, who joined Tim Duncan was Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, he's known as. So, <laughs> um, so he was a two club. Oh well, yeah, he had a few clubs, but he was drafted by the Timberwolves and then. Went to Boston and won a, a chip with with them with um, Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. So there was a big three in Boston, um, and he was known for his intensity on the on the court, particularly with his sledging. So I know you boys like a bit of a sledge. So um, he once referred to a guy with alopecia, which is hair loss, <laughs> as a cancer patient. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! So he was That's he rough. did not he did not hold back. There's another one there where he talks about another. Camilla Anthony's wife, but I won't go there. So it's fair to say he's pretty rude. intense on the field. He did not care. Did he anything to get the edge? Uh, I mean, that's what makes players great. You look at you know what what Jordan did. Anything to to get that edge was there any was good so. any backlash from any of that? I you didn't, oh, you, didn't, you didn't say about the wife, but like I backlash from the NBA at all, or was it play on uh, from uh, them? Just it's different because it was a while ago. Different era too. No social media or anything. Yeah, back yeah. Then, so. but, but certainly I I distinctly remember Camilla Anthony. You know. Coming for him after the game yeah. and trying to confront him about it. So he's like seven foot two or something as well, though. Like, yeah, they're both big boys. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, good actor too. Who? Um, old mate Garnett. Garnett. In in what's that movie with Adam Sandler? The Gems one. Um, oh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Okay. It's pretty I good. Seen that. It. Haven't you? No, he's pretty rubbish movie. Yeah, don't waste like time. It's I, rubbish. I, I heard it was alright. I rated it. Nah, yeah. it's trash. Makes you feel sick watching it. The yeah, way they've too much it. happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does. It does. jumps from everywhere. There's a lot of motion yeah. in the way that they've shot it, and it's a it's very shit movie. Adam, oh, okay. just, Adam Sandler's just staying his lane. No, he's good. No, nah, but it was good to see him. A couple of extra layers on old Adam nah. to see a different sort of role, but just not a good movie. And yeah. you say the best to last, Inko? 
Well, I mean, the man needs no introduction. Um, Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba. Um, one team player, Lakers legend. They've retired both his numbers, so he wore 8 and 24 um, over his career. Uh, five-time champion, fourth in all-time scoring, NBA MVP, two-times final um, MVP. He also won an Oscar for a, um, a short film that he produced. Um, so, you know, it's just a, just a legend yeah. of the game and a legend in life, so... Yeah, gone, yep. gone, gone too early. Yep, yep. You could play that, dude. Speaking, speaking of uh, basketball movies, obviously the new Space Jam is coming out with LeBron being the numero uno, and apparently MJ is making a guest appearance. Really, cheese. Right. I've got a little. I've got a little Space Jam present for the um the pod room too. It's on its way. Ooh. Another present. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. From the not, not sure about that from LeBron doing Space Jam, like. It's not helping him get out of no. Jordan's shadow. The trailer it? does look good, though. You see I mean, it? you can see the obvious appeal as to why they've asked him to do it, but I just think that you know, he wants to be his own man. Yeah. Just going to add to the debate yeah. of who, yeah. who's better. Oh, he's sure. copied MJ. He is a good actor. He's a much better actor than MJ. He's done a couple of movies where he's done some uh, comic relief, and it's very good. My understanding very is good. that Jordan wasn't happy about them doing a second one and that you know they chose LeBron to effectively be... You know, I'm a Bron guy, so, so MJ can fuck off. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm not. Some heat coming this way. Anything else going on? We've, had, we've had this argument uh, a lot. Anything else going on in the NBA world, mate? Or is that no? That that's pretty much it. We're all just we're just waiting now for the uh, the playing tournament to start. So yep. my, so my Celtics are going to be rubbish. So when do, when does it start? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. And then yep. when does the actual like the final? Uh, it's start? normally in May. June. June. Yeah. June, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. End, of, end, end of June. We're already halfway through, mate. Yeah, halfway through, mate. Oh, we are too. Yeah. Yeah. So the team, the the, the 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 games that are playing are Memphis versus Spurs, Lakers versus uh, Golden State, which will be a great um, game, which will be awesome. Pacers versus Hornets, Love Mallow, and Celtics versus Washington, which I agree with. Nk, I can't see the Celtics getting past Washington at this stage. Of well, the, the thing is, you probably don't want to be. You don't, probably don't want to win that game anyway because you'll have to go into the seventh seed and play the Nets. Yeah, so that's true. You, Strategically, you probably want to lose that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's an but um, look at it. yeah, it's big times in the uh, NBA at the moment. Now, so this Joshy, you want to take us away on this one? Yeah, absolutely. Pod tastings back this week. Just uh, stopped off at the local uh, McCoppins. Um, Great store. Yeah, beautiful store. You know, lots of variety there because Cheese couldn't deliver on his. Well, yeah, Paul from uh, Salas Bentley just let us down. So he's let us we're, down. We're, okay. so we're looking for a new. Uh, booze sponsor But um, Look we've gone with A sample uh, Lager This week So sample is Additive free Preservative free And all natural <laughs> <laughs> Which is important Because you know We hope to be feeling Fresh enough for work tomorrow But Look they've They've gone down well The can's lovely Nice looking can Yeah beautiful Juxtaposition Between the white background And the And the What metallic gold Of the sample copper, lettering Copper I'd say Copper Copper, yeah, copper, copper too, yeah. But Smooth, easy drinking. Um, we've been pretty happy with them so yeah, far, yeah. so play on. 1.4 standard drinks too, so not too heavy. Yep, we like that from sample. So we'll put it up on the yeah. on the, on the the socials later on and make sure you go and get yourself a six-pack. Yep. Ma- made to inspire. Legend Factory uh, pod on Instagram. You'll see it later on. Now, it's this time again. Another legend goes in to the factory. I've been on a run. 
I've had two in a row. And have I'm you? Looking, have you two in a row? I am looking for a hat trick this week. Now we're going to do. Hold this on, sa- who is your two in the rows? Just so we can understand you. Recycled had, Steph Curry. Yeah, recycled yeah, Steph Curry. One before that, uh, the bowling man. The bowling the man. The, the the ginger assassin. So as far as I'm concerned, Cheese <laughs> only chose him so that I didn't win a game, <laughs> and then you recycled the player. That I'm on a hat. I'm on a hat trick. Okay, so I'm not happy with it. Cheese, since you haven't had one yet, you can go first. You still Just, without? I had the second one. Just oh, so we can uh, lay down the ground rules. I'm the deciding vote, yes. right? Okay. Yes, yeah, you, you are. are. Yeah. And you need but to... That, that, that's assuming everyone goes with their own person because most weeks we discard cheese straight away. So yep. That's likely to happen again this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Another legend in the factory. It, Who have you got, cheese? When it comes to it, NK, there's no bias allowed. Uh, on Josh's legend. I don't no. know who it is, but I'm assuming I know who it is. So mine this week... He's making up words again. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chase. Well, no, oiled, well oiled show, mate. <laughs> Keep it going. You had actually were listening to what I was saying. I was saying they're an oil-rich club. <laughs> so my my legend that I'm choosing to enter the stable this week, uh, I've, I've touched on it a couple of times already, um, but obviously over the weekend, Leicester City. Uh, won the FA Cup. Their main talisman, Jamie Vardy, up front. He's having a striker. A party. Jamie Vardy having a party, yeah. Um, he's their striker. He's probably, uh, over the last, I don't know, five to seven Premier League seasons, he's been probably top three, four strikers uh, in, in the league. The reason I, I'm picking him, though, is it's a real show of determination. He, he started playing football in non-league football. So to put that into perspective, non-league football is like Division 6. So it's basically Boz, basically Boz playing <laughs> in the Vaffa. He's had, he's had 15 kicked on him on the week again. again. Um, <laughs> so he was playing non-league football. He was a tradie. I think he was a plumber. So he would go to work, be a plumber, and then just train after, after work. In 2012, Leicester City paid a million dollars for him from Fleetwood Town, which is still a transfer fee record for a player transferred out of non-league into uh, the big time. At that point in time, Leicester were in the championship, so not in the Premier League. He obviously helped them get to the Premier League. He's played 26 times for England, uh, done on the world stage as well. But the reason I'm picking him as my legend is because Leicester won... The FA Cup on the weekend. He is the first player. So the FA Cup is every sorry every team in England is able to enter the FA Cup. So I think there were seven hundred and fifty teams that entered this season. He's the first player ever to win the FA Cup that has played in all thirteen rounds of the FA Cup. Because generally, what happens is the Championship and the Premier League teams don't come in until like round seven and play the final six rounds. So he started at the very bottom, basically on a mud pitch in the middle of nowhere on a Sunday in the freezing cold snow in the UK. Made his way up through the legs, won a Premier League five years ago, won the FA Cup, first player ever to have played in every single round of the competition and now win it. Moving on. Fair call. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. You got there in the end. Uh, I mean, don't most players work their way through the leagues to get to the Premier League? No. They just go straight to Man United. Uh, a lot of yeah. them go through the academy at Man United and then play for Man United or don't make it at Man United and go to Fulham. <laughs> All right, let's, oh, uh, let's moving on. So, look, I'm going to... should be dirty with that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with mine coming from the round ball. Now, let me just paint you a little picture here. This guy 
had a amazing playing career where he won a few trophies, including <laughs> the what's he most well known for? The, including the Champions League in two thousand five. But the one thing that he couldn't get, which he ever so wanted to win, was the was the Premier League. So, you know your your standard league trophy at the end of the year. And he played for 20-odd years and just couldn't couldn't get there in the end. So he thought he'd start up a little career in management. And, you know, people people had a pot shot here and a pot shot there against him and said that he's going to be no good. He decided to, you know, not go the conventional route through the English uh, football. You know, a lot of, lot of um, you know, champion players go and coach in the championship or something like that. And he thought he'd go and take on, um, you know, what's a pretty hard job for Rangers Football Club, who are a club who actually got demoted to the fourth division of Scottish football after, I can't remember what it was, but... Um, bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, that's right. And then they uh, got demoted to the fourth division and they worked their way up. But a storied club who'd won a shit ton of titles back in the day. But they haven't won for decades. And in the Scottish Premier League, Celtic had just a stranglehold on the competition and had won the last nine titles. Anyway, this guy started managing uh, Rangers FC, and he, the guy's name is Stephen Gerrard, who you'll all know playing at home. The let slip. Me, the <laughs> slip. So let me rattle off Stephen Gerrard's year managing Rangers FC. They were unbeaten, so not one side beat them this year. They scored 102 points in the league, which is a league record. They had a 100% record at home, so they never lost or drew a game at home. And after being relegated to fourth division, have finally risen to the ashes now and, and won their first league title in the last uh, couple of decades, knocking off Celtic, who were going for 10 in a row. Now, if that is not a legendary feat, if I've ever seen one in my entire life, I'll go, hey. <laughs> I'll go, hey. <laughs> yeah, they actually hold... Um, you're world. selling it for me here, Chase. No, 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 because it's got nothing to do with him. Um, actually, you hold the world record for the most amount of titles, like league titles won. So they've won. Celtic. No, Rangers. Oh, right. Yeah. But they they were a shadow of the club that they were, and he's built them from irrelevancy into relevancy again in the top flight and finally won the league title that he so richly deserved. And just looking at the emotion coming from him winning that title is just so good after some tortured years at Liverpool. You know how so. you always refer to park footballers? Yeah. That's basically what the Scottish League is. Doesn't matter, mate. He's got it. He's got the he's and, got the title. And so to Brendan Brendan Rogers came from managing Celtic and now he's just managed his team yeah. to an FA Cup final wrong, but Virgil van Dijk came from Celtic, Celtic. too. Did Not just slouches in the no. Scottish. Uh, no. But I think should we keep going? What I was getting to as well was the a, a team I like Rangers. I, I thought it was, I was actually going to talk about this in the Euro correspondence second segment, but luckily I didn't because obviously went for too long anyway. Um, <laughs> a team that doesn't lose or a match throughout the whole season they call it an invincible season. Um, and in the I know the English Premier League, the last team to do it was Arsenal, Arsenal in 03, yeah. 04. And what they actually did was they presented them with a gold, like a fully gold. Um, trophy rather than I think the Premier League is like silver with like a gold crown. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what uh, the Scottish Premier League does. But it, mm. it's an outrageous achievement mm. to um, – I, I put that on the players personally, not the, the coach. 
It's a good call though, Josh. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Look, I'm not going to go through this all these blokes' accolades because it's what they've been doing legendary, you know, recently. Cheese. That's why I went with Jamie Vardy, but yep. Um, my legend this week is uh, Lewis Hamilton. Claimed his 100th career um, pole this weekend, which is a record. He's oh, last weekend with Spanish Grand Prix and he won it. Um, the guy's just an absolute freak. Could go down as the best ever. But, but does he just drive for the best team? <coughs> but mm-hmm. it, it is easy to say that, but he doesn't make any mistakes. That's, that's why he's so good. Like Valtteri Bottas is essentially driving the same car, but can't win because he makes mistakes. This bloke rocks up every week. He, he gets pole nearly every week and he wins nearly every week because he makes no mistakes. The, ra- the race before he crashed into the fence. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I didn't bring him but up for that. And I also feel like they've got Bottas in Jesus. there because He's a they know Bottas isn't going to be no, he didn't the best. Actually, no, he didn't, well, he didn't crash into the fence. Almost he crashed into he's the fence. Every, he's won every race except one this year. So how's it? when did he crash into the fence? The one that he crashed into No, he came second. Yeah, I'm he, not he, denying he's a talented driver, but, but he's, he's, he's the best he's, ever. He's, he's driving in the best car. There's, it's not a level playing field. Okay, well, who's who would you say the best driver ever is? Well, uh, like, I mean, I... Schumacher? Yeah, Schumacher. Okay. He was Ed, in the best Ed, car. Ed and Senna. He was in the best I car. Th- not, think, was think, he really, though, yeah, Ed and Senna's car? No, Schumacher drove a Ferrari's whole career. I think what Josh I is said, to say. I said Ed and Senna. And you said Schumacher. You said Schumacher. And you said, yeah. I agree with Schumacher. But he's, he's driving the best car. I Your argument's I, wrong. But I think what Josh is trying to say is when Schumacher was driving in his prime, he had... Mika Hakkinen, who was at McLaren. He had Damon Hill, who was at um, Williams. They were all freaks. They he all won. had Fernando they Alonso. Won. There's, freak, there's freak drivers now. Hear me out. They were all freak drivers, but also the other teams at that point in time, there was four or five teams who could win any race. Right now, there's Mercedes who can win every race and potentially every now and then on the right track at the right time in the right weather, Red Bull may be able to sneak a win if Hamilton, if they have a slope pit stop. The I team is so, – and that's, that's, it's a team I just, sport. I think you're just talking. I don't think you actually know what you're talking about. I'm very well versed in Formula 1. I don't think you were watching Formula 1 when Schumacher was driving around. I you mean, just I named a couple of people because you maybe did a little bit of research. No, no. I didn't know you were bringing up Lewis Hamilton. I went. Anyway, to that's my guy. Lewis Hamilton this week, okay? I don't, yep. I don't mind it. I think I for the first like week it. we might have to discount Boz. See you, Boz. It's up to NK. It's not up to you, blokes. It is. NK well, chooses. Cheese and I have agreed that it's not yours. Yep. If I had to rank them, Lewis Hamilton would be third. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like third Jamie then Vardy's daylight. Jamie Vardy's done nothing. Third and daylight. What's Jamie Vardy done? Just won the FA Cup. Having a party. He didn't even touch the ball. <laughs> Did he score a goal? Doesn't matter. Look, and, and then if I had He's to decide if I had to decide between the two, JD's, Jamie Vardy's achievements have probably been over longer, a longer term. Uh, yes, he's won the FA Cup, but that was a team effort. So definitely going to have to go with my boy, Stephen Gerrard. He's back on the board. That's bullshit, by the way. If I wanted yes. to win this, I would have just done my one, you know, just around it, what NK likes. That's strategic. Oh, you, you should have gone with Steph Curry again. Yeah, I might have got it. <laughs> I might have got it again. <laughs> if you went with LeBron, I wouldn't have given it to you. I oh. thought it had to be a person who was actually playing sport. Because I got oh, okay. hounded from pillar to post a couple of weeks ago when Jeez. I brought up a manager. He's won it. Just accept it. It's another loss for you. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Building quite well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know the criteria. If that's the case, then no. Jeez. Now, yep. now to finish off with, we've got a little plug going on, do we? Oh, yeah. Uh, so 
Boz and I have been sort of following the sport card market of late and um, been opening packs and um, following the hobby pretty closely. So I've decided to um, fire up a bit of an Instagram page and a YouTube channel dedicated to sports cards, opening new packs and um, identifying, you know, market movers, who's who's trending upwards and who who you should be investing in. So it's called Wicked Smart Sports Cards. Um, so it's sort of a, a reference to, to Boston, the city of Boston, the movie Good Will Hunting. So it's um, very much right up my alley. Um, so, yeah, you can what's find us on Instagram and some YouTube videos will be up very soon. What's the Instagram? Wicked, wicked underscore smart SC. Nice. 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 And is the uh, the lovely wife on top of this? She ticked that off. She's, she's, she's yeah, she, I've, I've got the tick of approval. So, yep. good. Yep. Investment strategy. Also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks, speaking, boys. Uh, no, hold on. Speaking well, of well, speaking creation. of memorabilia. Now, I may have had a couple of too many beers down at the North Ringwood uh, past players day last week, and maybe overpaid for a um, certain Shane Warne signed memorabilia three hundred and fifty six record wicket, and at the time I thought that. What a what a what a bargain that is! And turns out Shane Warne took a hell of a lot more wickets than three fifty six. But having said that, that was when he that was when he um, all the century. Yeah, no, no, it was when he oh. uh, overtook Dennis Lee. Dennis Lee is the greatest Australian wicket taker. So, if we've got any sports fans, in particular SK Warne fans out there, that would like to buy this back off me, <laughs> considering that I've overpaid, I'll more than happy for you to send through your um, you know, hold a silent auction on. On the Instagram page for people to buy it off me because I think you got a bargain. I wasn't wasn't too happy with me, Tani, when well, I bought that home. I don't <laughs> think it's brand new. I feel like it's been hanging on someone else's wall for the last. The guy years. did tell me that it's been sitting in the sun. I was going to say it's a bit faded. <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit yellowed around that the edges. That just adds, adds to the you know the authenticity of it, yeah. Jenky. So yeah, well, any any SK Warren fans out there? There's a you know a great piece of memorabilia with your name is on that, it for is the that right his, price. Is that his signature too? I can't see if that's a yeah, shame. Shane there. Keith Warren. Oh, okay. okay. That was my next question, what the K stood for. Yes. Well, Beautiful. boys, thank you once again. NK, thanks for coming. Thanks Appreciate for it. Josh, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. thank you. Thanks, boys. We got through it. Till next time. Adios.